New to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran, this is your place for honest answers. Naturally Savvy with registered holistic nutritionist Andrea Donsky and health journalist Lisa Davis. So glad you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. Hey, Andrea, how are you? Hey, Lisa, I am good. I'm really, really good. How are you? How are you? I'm good. I am good. And we're going to be talking all about motherhood. And if people listen to the show, they know that we all have kids. We all, all three of us, all two of us have kids. <laughs> and many of you do out there. And there are a lot of things that go with that. And there are challenges. And I wanted to start today, Andrew and I are going to chat a little bit about some of our highlights of the week with our, well, she has kids. I have kid, unless you count my two dogs that I pretty much treat like my kids. But I would Andrea, think those are your us. kids. Yeah. They are. They are. People, I guess they call them fur babies. But yeah, I call them my daughter's siblings. So uh, anyway, tell us Aww. anything cool happened this week with you and your kids. Any just exciting things or different accomplishments or communication things or anything that made you say, wow, this is pretty cool. Well, you know what? My little one, so my youngest, turned seven this week. And that was no way. really, yeah, time just flies. It's so amazing little. to me. I know, right? I'm, she I'm turned seven. Away. <laughs> I know. Wow. So now I have a seven-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 12-year-old. So, um, so yeah, we had oh a gosh. great birthday celebra- celebration, and she was so excited. Now she's, you know, that big girl in grade one. So, yeah, I would say that would be the highlight of our week, just seeing her grow and really flourish into this adorable little girl who has her own personality and, you know, her own way of doing things. So, yeah, really sweet. How about you? Well, I just have to say, I can't. Okay, so that means we've known each other for five years because when we first met, she was a toddler, and I'm. Bl- I mean, my mind is just completely gone right now. <laughs> Isn't flies, that crazy? It? How the time, especially when you're it, having it fun, really does. Yeah. <laughs> well, my daughter, if people listen, they know that she has some special needs, and so school has always been really hard for her. But we found this amazing school for kids on the spectrum with ADHD and with dyslexia, which That's she awesome. has all three. And the other day she was with her play psychologist and and she, her psychologist came out and said, she is doing so well. She's, she actually told me that, uh, you know, everything in her life is at a hundred percent and that she's really happy. And it's always been, things are pretty good except for school. So it it was really good. And there, you know, there still are ups and downs all the time and here to join us talk about motherhood in general and being mindful and present with our kids is the wonderful Allie Katz. Hot mess to mindful mom. I love this woman. Hey, Allie. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. It's so great to have you on. All right, Allie, any highlights from your week with your kids? Well, we are full into, I have two boys, so we are full into baseball mode. And pretty much mm-hmm. from February until July, I'm on the baseball field. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> my, that's where I am all the time. But it's really fun. Oh, that's great. Now, we all have so much going on. And one of the things I love so much about your books, I mean, you have great books. Uh, You've got Get the Most Out of Motherhood, A Hot Mess to Mindful Mom Parenting Guide is one. And what's great is that because we're doing so much and we're running around and we want to be present, like when you're on that field, you don't want to be thinking about a 100 other things. You want to be focusing on what your kids are doing. So give us some tips because we, I, I especially, my mind wanders constantly. Not when I'm doing the show, however. that And I'm not joking. That's when I feel like I'm the most focused in my life. So tell us some tips, Allie. Well, one thing that I find huge, that helps me be hugely successful and that my clients really like too, it's pretty life-changing, is preparing in advance. So I call it Sunday prep. What I do on Sunday sets me up to have less stress-free weeks so that I can feel more present. 
And then I will get to like what to do in the moment when you don't feel present with your kids, which happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do on Sunday really sets me up. So I, for example, I like to plan out meals. I look at my calendar. I see what nights we have practice, what nights we can all eat together sitting around the table, what needs to be quick, what can be more of a planned out meal. And I do one big grocery shop for the week. I do not have time to be running back and forth to the grocery store a million times. So I'm okay with freezing meat if I have to and just having everything I need at my house. And then I will spend an hour on Sunday meal prepping a little. So cooking some things um, that I can have on hand as sides, roasted vegetables, quinoa, hard-boiled eggs, lentils, oatmeal for the week, things that – so I don't feel like I'm at the stove and doing dishes you know, every second of the week. Um, Plus, I work from home, so I eat lunch at home every day pretty much. And so I'll eat healthier if I have things readily available for me. And then in addition, we have a quick family meeting to go over everything that's going on this week so everyone's on the same page. And then we do something called the Sunday sweep. So before everybody goes up to bed, we all pitch in to make the downstairs spotless because there's nothing worse than coming downstairs on Monday morning to start your week with dishes in the sink and blankets unfolded on the floor and shoes thrown around. So everyone gets a job and we take about even just five or 10 minutes and everybody cleans up. So when you come down on Monday, you feel ready for the week. Allie, how old are your kids? They are now 10 and 12, but that Mm -hmm. is something that kids of all ages can help with. So even you know, little ones, even, you know, three and four-year-olds can help clean up their toys, put the books away. So you can start them young, and it's a great habit to get into for your family. And you don't just have to do it on Sunday. You can also do a quick sweep every night before you go to bed where everyone just makes sure everything's straightened so when you come down in the morning, you feel really centered and pulled together. That's awesome. Do you have a calendar where you write things down for the week as well, like aside from food prep or maybe just, you know, how, how do you navigate your week in terms of that organization? Okay. That- so this is really personal for people, but what I find works really well is I have a to-do list that I write out by hand. I'm just still a paper person in that way with a to-do list. I know there's a lot Me of great too. apps and things that help, but I like to write it out. But what helps me get everything done because it doesn't do anything for it just to be sitting on your to-do list. I then go to my calendar and I figure out when I am accomplishing all those tasks. So, okay, my son's bar mitzvah is coming up and I have a gazillion things to do for that. So I'll go to my week and I'll say, okay, I need this hour here to make phone calls. I need this hour here to, you know, organize my invitation list or whatever. If I need an hour to run errands and I batch and group the errands instead of running errands every day, I might schedule an hour on Thursday at 3 o'clock or if someone works outside of the home after work or on the weekend, figuring out when you're accomplishing the task instead of them just sitting on the to-do list and stressing you out. But I do that with exercising, with um, everything that I have to do in my life, it all gets planned out exactly when I'm taking care of it. It's amazing. Does that make sense? You know, you know, it does. You know, Allie, one of the things that we talked about uh, on my show, Talk Healthy Today, which I loved, is you talked about that you put into your phone, though, little reminders to like deep breathe or take a few minutes. Talk to us about that, because that's something we all know. Yes. Okay. So um, <laughs> I do. I have affirmations that go off every day, every hour, pretty much on my phone. And you can set them as reminders. And so um, like at three o'clock, 
it'll something will pop up on my phone that says gratitude is my attitude and it just reminds me to like take a deep breath think of a few things i'm grateful for recenter every morning around you know seven or eight o'clock it pops up you know my intention for today is and i sort of set an intention um another one that comes up is joy and everything i do things like that Mm -hmm. so every time they pop up i'm just reminding myself to take a deep breath and sort of recenter. And the really fun thing you can do also, I'm, I, I do this on an iPhone. I'm sure they have this on an Android, but you can set reminders for places. So um, every time you pull into your house, you can put your address in. So every time your car pulls up at your house, it could pop up and say, take three deep breaths. Or every time you pull into carpool line, it could say, you know, center before you see the kids like it can give you reminders where you need them which is really cool well i love how you incorporate the whole spiritual aspect of things because you know our days are super busy we are you know get caught up in doing certain things we may have an argument with somebody but i love that you kind of bring it all back and throughout the day so for the way i start my day is i do about a half an hour of meditations and affirmations but i don't schedule it throughout the day. And I love that idea because then it's kind of like, as you're, you know, hectic and you're trying to get things done, you're like, wait a second at, you know, gratitude is my attitude. That's right. I'm so grateful for everything in my life. So I love how you incorporate that throughout the day, as opposed to just, you know, in the morning before you start your day. Thank you. Cause I think you really need both. You need that daily seated practice. That's how I start my day every day too. But what I find is by, by 10 o'clock, sometimes that feeling is long gone if I'm in the midst of 50 million things like most And 10 a.m. we're talking, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, I need those reminders throughout the day. I call them mindful minutes or mindful pauses or peace finder practices. Finding, you know, recentering, finding your breath, coming back to yourself throughout the day. And you can do that in three nice long deep breaths. It's not like you have to even set aside five or ten minutes. You know, in three nice long deep breaths, your nervous system starts to settle. Everything calms down. And um, and but there was something else I was going to share about that. It'll come back to me. But yeah, I find it that I definitely need both, and it makes a really, really big difference. It really does, Ellie. What do you say about yelling? I am so anti-yelling. As a matter of fact. We used to live next door to this woman who yelled and we actually moved because she was such a yeller and I confronted it, oh my confronted her on it. I actually said to her, this one when my daughter was really little and I said, and my daughter would cry. She's super sensitive. I said, we can hear you yelling at our kids and we're in our house. And she's like, well, I'm a yeller and I come from a family of yellers and we're just yellers. And I'm thinking that's so sad. Like rather than saying, oh, I shouldn't be abusive to my kids. I'm going to try. And yes, I said abusive. Uh, I'm going to try something new. It's just like, I'm just going to stay in this crappy pattern because this is how I was treated but I, I'm not saying all parents who are yelling are abusive, obviously, but I do think there's better ways. So talk to us about this. Well, I find that sometimes we yell when we feel like our kids aren't listening to us. And mm, that's super that's common right. and it happens to everyone. And I will say there's a quote from Reese Witherspoon that I love that says, if you are never yelling at your kids, you're not spending enough time with them. Okay, so just oh, no. to put everyone at ease, it does happen to everyone, no matter how mindful sure. you are and how centered you are, it does happen. But we want it's it so to true. happen less than more. So what I've noticed is if my kids aren't listening to me, it's because I haven't set the situation up for success. So I talk about and get the most out of motherhood this tool of making eye contact and getting in front of your kids when you're talking to them. So let's say I need my kids to 
go upstairs and get their shoes and brush their teeth, okay? So if I'm in the kitchen doing dishes and they're watching TV and I'm like, guys, go get your shoes and brush your teeth, and they, like, ignore me, and I say it three more times, and they're in that TV zone and they're not listening, and then eventually I probably will scream at them, you're not listening to me, da 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 So what I have found is if I take the extra moment to walk to where they are, to get in front of their face, to maybe pause or turn off the TV and look them in the eye and say, guys, I need you to go upstairs, get your shoes and brush your teeth, okay? And then I say to them, what do I need you to do? And they repeat back, go upstairs, get our shoes, brush our teeth. There's no question they heard me. I know they mm-hmm. heard me. They repeated back what I need them to do, and then they're responsible for going to do it. There's no miscommunication. There's no, I didn't hear you, Mom. So that has been really, really helpful in my household and for a lot of my clients is taking the extra second to make sure they hear you and make that eye contact and have them repeat it back if you need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I, I again, I, I, this woman was like, all she did was yell. So I should probably add that caveat. You know, it wasn't yeah, like, a, I, it was like constant. <laughs> and that's what I meant by abusive. Well, you know, I'm like, that's your only go to transition. And a lot of times, you know, we don't give ourselves enough time. So if we think we have to be downstairs at 7.15 to get breakfast ready and the kids out the door, and then by the end, we're yelling because they're going too slow and it's taking longer come down at 7 or 7.05. Give yourself a cushion. Try to not make everything such a fire drill, and then it probably won't escalate to so much yelling, too. I have found everything takes longer than you think, so a lot for more time. And I think it's also, you know, subjective, especially from a kid's standpoint, is what yelling really means. So is it because you're raising your voice a little bit because they aren't listening versus, like, you know, screaming, Lisa, like, sounds like your neighbor was quite the yes. yeller in terms of the, the, the volume of her yelling, right? So I think yeah. that, you know, kids, oh, yeah. but I guess my question would be is, let's say you have those, you know, you, you, you've done the eye contact, you've told them what you want them to do, and they still don't do it. Then how do you handle that? Um, well, then I feel like there would be a natural consequence. So if they're not yelling, if they're not listening to you because they want to, you like, won't leave the TV, turn it off. If you are going bowling and they won't get their stuff together and you are taking them to do a fun activity, maybe you need to not go. You need, it's hard. Like, there's not a blanket consequence. What I have found is I try to use the most natural consequence in the moment for what makes sense. So mm-hmm. this was a big switch that flipped for me. I used to blur things out, like pre-mindfulness and taking pauses and everything. Like, they would do something and I'd be like, no TV for two days. And I would scream out this yeah. consequence that didn't make any sense. And after like one day, I was like, why did I even say this? I'm punishing myself. And um, yeah, and I'm like, I just want you to watch TV for 30 minutes so I can take a shower. <laughs> so sometimes like we blur out these consequences and then we're stuck with them. So mm-hmm. I always take a moment to think now before I give a consequence. So I might say, guys, there's a consequence is going to be coming, but I really need to think about what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. I will let you know later, or I'm going to go in the other room and take some deep breaths and think about what I want to do. I used to think I was going to look like I didn't have my act together. or I wasn't in control if I didn't handle it immediately. But what I found is if I take a moment to pause and be thoughtful about how I want to proceed, I create a consequence that actually makes sense. I so do I that too. Actually. That makes so much sense. Oh, do you? Yeah, Tell us about it. I do. 
No, I do. I, you know, with my 12 year old, when she's done something, I said, you know what, there's going to be a consequence. I just need to talk to daddy and we need to figure out what the right consequence is, as opposed to doing like you said, Ali, and just blurting it out in the middle. Now my kids are a little bit older too. So, you know, saying something like, no, you know, your phone is lost for a whole week. You know, I, that's not realistic these days because, you know, kids need their phones for communication, obviously, you know, with limitations, which is a whole other, you know, discussion, but yeah, I do the same thing, Ali. So it's nice to know that it's, okay to do what I'm doing. So thank you for that validation. Oh my God, you're doing amazing. And with younger kids, like you said, if they're three and four, that might not make as much sense, but I still would advise taking a couple deep breaths or saying, mommy needs a time out for a minute to think or to calm down because I don't want to yell at you right now and taking 10 deep breaths and then proceeding. Anything you can do to pause for just a moment will make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You know, Al, you talked about your pre-mindfulness times. Uh, What got you into this in the first place? (laughs) The universe (laughs) pushed me into it. So you talked (laughs) about, Andrea, like spirituality. I am a very spiritual person, and I'm I'm everything. I like to say I bridge the material and the spiritual. I like it all. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I had never thought about meditation, which was kind of the first self-care practice that I used. And I tell the story in my first book, Hot Mess to Mindful Mom. But I started getting all these signs from the universe. And meditation was the end result of that. And even though I had no idea what I was doing, I didn't know anything. I didn't know there were benefits. I just trusted. And I started meditating for just a couple minutes a day. And then I really felt my life starting to transform. And I was like, hmm, there must be something to this. And then my life continued to change for the better and my parenting and my relationships and how I felt about myself. And then I decided meditation was the best thing that ever happened to me. And I wanted to become a teacher. And that's sort of what led me down this road. Hmm. I love that. You know, I mean, Lisa and I talk a lot about spirituality and we have the same philosophy. So I think that's great. And now, so when you know, so Lisa's question, that was great, by the way. So now that you're doing what you're doing, tell us a little bit, you know, I'd love to hear some examples of some of the before and afters in terms of how you handled the situation before your mindful days and then after your mindful days. Can you give us one example? So I yelled a lot more. Like my kids now say, mommy, you know, a long time ago, you used to yell a lot more than you do. I think I just lost my cool. I didn't Mm -hmm. have patience. I didn't pause. I blurted out those like stupidest consequences. Um, And I beat myself up a lot. I used to lay awake at night. I barely slept. I would lay awake at night, reliving every moment of conversation I had. What did I say? Did I sound stupid? Well, the guilt too, right? I I beat myself up like, it was so nuts. When I think about the energy that I spent. And so I learned a lot about compassion for myself, compassion for others, that everyone is really trying their best and we're human, mm-hmm. we're going to make mistakes, but we're going to learn for them, from them and move mm-hmm. forward better. And I just am so much happier now because I'm not constantly beating myself up every second. So that mm-hmm. has made a I huge think that's great. difference. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with that. And I think coming from a mindful approach makes all the difference. Now you're talking about meditating and you're talking, so now... What, what does your routine look like? So do you meditate for a certain amount of time a day? Do you, you know, for me, when I'm starting my morning affirmations and my morning, I call it a, I call it a waking meditation or a walking meditation, because really I don't go into a meditative state, but what I, when I do all my affirmations and I do all my mantras, 
I literally will close my eyes for a few minutes and listen to what I need to, you know, to set the tone for the day. Or maybe there's some messages in terms of what I'm processing for the day that will come to me. But I don't actually sit and do a meditation where I, you know, I'm closing my eyes and I'm really quieting well, my mind. Well, that sounds very meditative, though. Like you probably are and you don't think you are. Because oh, cool. like doing closing right. your eyes like and it. using a mantra, yeah, I was thinking that too. you're meditating. I love it. All right. Well, that's good to know. I mean, I guess when I think of meditation in the true sense of the word, I think of really, you know, just sitting there with your eyes closed for those 30 minutes and doing it. But for me, I'm reading. I have like my papers in front of me and I'm reading and I'm talking out loud and I'm doing my forgiveness prayer. So it's a little bit different as opposed to just sitting there. But I actually think, and I I think this is a great discussion because I think for some people, especially if you're type A personalities, you might say like, oh my gosh, I could never sit and quiet my mind for 30 minutes. But I don't think it has to be in a certain sense of the word. I think as long as... Right. I mean... Listen, that's a great something to work up to, but when I start people off, I start people between five and ten minutes. It's all about consistency. So it's better to meditate with your eyes closed, paying attention to your breath or your body or your mantra, whatever feels good to you. There's so many different ways to do it for Mm -hmm. five minutes every single day than like every once in a while doing it for 20 minutes. It's really about Mm -hmm. consistency and I think people put so much pressure on their, themselves about what that's meditation right. has to be like, and it can be mm-hmm. so much simpler. And so that's what I try to do is make these concepts of meditation and mindfulness feel more accessible and relatable. And when I teach people, they say, or they read my books, they say, oh, I can do that. I didn't realize it was that, you know? I think it's so even sitting whole- down with a piece of paper, right? And sitting down or in front of your computer and writing. Maybe it's taking 30 minutes to write a certain situation that happened and releasing it, right? So it's all about processing those emotions, yeah. processing those feelings the other thing and releasing them. You, you don't have to take 30 minutes. That's what I want to convey is that someone is wanting to start a meditation or mindfulness practice Good point. and they're like, yep. I, can, yeah. I can only give five. Great. So you want to start where you are and you always want to think about not what you can't do, but what you can do. So if you say, I don't have Love 30 it. minutes every morning, but I do have eight, then that's great. Or there's a crazy busy day and I don't even have my eight minutes, but I can breathe for two. Anything mm-hmm. you can there, do is better than not doing it at all. There's a great so app. Really, I think is it the... Is it the mindfulness app? There's an app that you could download and they have different times that you can. So five minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you can actually... Yeah, it's great. And then you could download the app and then literally it'll just, you know, play some soft music and kind of even time you and then this little bell will go off. So it makes it really, really simple to do. Really easy. The mindfulness app is awesome. I actually did a parenting course for them. So if anyone's interested, that's on there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Speaking of that, you have a lot of cool stuff on your site that you've done that you give people, which is wonderful, Allie. Yeah, I really love giving stuff away. (laughs) I mean, I want people (laughs) to buy my books because there's so much good stuff in them. They're awesome. But I do give a lot of stuff away. So I have a whole freebie section. I also have a free five-day guided meditation challenge, which is awesome. And so every day for five days, I send you an eight-minute meditation right to your inbox. It's super easy to use. Um, And then you have the meditations forever, the guided meditations. And then I also have a Sunday prep checklist on there. So if you want more information on what you can do on Sunday to set yourself up for weeks ahead, then you can, you can get that too. So those are some highlights, but I have a lot of tips on sleep, all kinds of stuff. Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. And I'm going to download that because every day I'm like, oh yeah, I have to do that. I have to do that. I have been trying like just a couple minutes of deep breathing, but I want to get that mindfulness app and then I want to get your gut, your meditations. Are those guided meditations? Yeah, I do five different guided meditations and each one is a little different with a little different focus. 
What's your website, Allie? It's hotmesstomindfulmom.com. I love that. Hotmesstomindfulmom.com. And are you on social media as well? Yeah. Do you have any, are you on social media that we can follow you? I am. So Instagram's hotmesstomindfulmom. And then on Mm -hmm. Facebook, I have a um, private community that's hot mess to mindful mom community which is great if anyone wants to join that and then i do have a facebook page for the for the business that's hot mess to mindful mom with alley cats so if you remember hot mess to mindful mom you'll pretty much find me everywhere <laughs> i love it well i'm definitely <laughs> going to follow you in all those places that's amazing we just want to give Thank a big you. shout out to our sponsor for this radio show it's cura nutrition and you know ali we're talking about having a healthy mind and a healthy body. And Cura helps make amazing whey protein powders. They have vegan, they have whey protein, and they're from New Zealand. And the product comes from New Zealand, and they're high in protein, and they taste amazing. So again, nourishing our mind, nourishing our body. You can learn more about them at curanutrition.com. So, you know, very important. And Ali, tell me a little bit about in terms, you know, you're talking about organizing your week. What do you have for breakfast? I would just love to hear, you know, in terms of... That's a great question. (laughs) I always love to know, like, what do you have for breakfast in terms of, you know, we want to make sure that we're, we want to make sure that we are feeding our mind and we're, you know, we're just going to wrap up the show, but I'd love to leave our listeners with, you know, what does Allie eat for breakfast? Okay. So my favorite things now, I do a lot of oatmeal because like I said, I make it on Sunday and I make enough for the week. So I do um, steel cut oatmeal, usually made with half cashew or almond milk, half water with lots of cinnamon, Mm -hmm. maybe a little maple syrup or honey, some like flax, hemp seeds in there and a little coconut oil so I do that a lot and then I have this weird it might sound weird but I'm really into it I do Greek yogurt with like mm-hmm. organic applplesauce on top and oh it's that's really good. good I like that a lot of eggs and hard-boiled eggs and things like that well I think and, that's oh, a great idea chai tea. I'm a chai tea addict so I do it. Mm, I'm a chai tea <laughs> latte uh, person. Oh my gosh, with coconut milk and you throw in a little bit of cinnamon. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's oh, so, so good. good. And you oh know what? You can do collagen powder in there. I always put that in, which oh, is a yes. great way to get it in. We work with Neocell. That That is a great wheel. Yeah, we have an amazing sponsor called Neocell, which makes uh, collagen powder. So, yes, we are big fans of collagen. All right, Ali, thank you so much for being on the show. It is time to end it today. Come back anytime. We absolutely loved you. I'm Andrea Donsky along with Lisa Davis, and you're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Health Media Gal One. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.